Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Do, 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 do. Hey, can I brag uh, for a second? Is that all right? It's my show. I'll brag for a second. Uh, by the way, check out the latest lines of World of Sports, the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. President in Colorado, Indiana, Illinois, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. So you guys know I got a, a sleep number bed, right? Like you've heard me read, the, read things for it. So there's a setting on it called zero gravity. It takes all the pressure off your body. It like feels like you're in a cloud. So when, what you guys don't know is when I do the show from home, uh, one of my dogs, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Jr., the second I do put on a headset or I go to the microphone, the second I sit down at my desk, no matter any house I've been in, he gets right up next to me or gets on if there's a bed in the room and he's out. He loves it. It's like his, I'm, it must have the most boring radio show to a dog ever. Maybe I have the most boring show ever to, uh, uh, as well. Maybe that's the, that's the secret to staying on air as long as we stay on air, guys, is everybody falls asleep and just comatose. You know, so then you get TSL, you get time spent listening through the roof. But I, so I put the, the, this bed in the zero, the zero gravity setting. If this dog moves, I, if, if not for the fact that I see air going in and out of his nose, I would think he's dead. That's how happy he is. He's a happy dog. Imagine being a dog, taking a midday nap, and you're, you're on a, a zero-gravity bed. That's, that's a good life, right? It's a good life. I would switch place in a second. Yeah. I think I had, I had read somewhere where the average dog sleeps 21 hours a day. Yeah. Does that sound right? Sounds right. Man, 21 hours of 24. What's the average cat sleep? I have a cat, too. I, that cat, I've, I've, I never see that cat. That cat only, come, only wakes up to ask for food. What a life. Good life, right? Good life. You you know, part of it is they sleep so long that they're always tired. You ever do that? Like you sleep and you wake up, you're like, God, I'm so tired. Why are you so tired? Because I've been so sleeping so much. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense at all. Um, let, let, let's do two parts of this, okay? Let's start in terms of the NFL with the Devontae Adams deal. Because I do think that Colin was kind of onto something. And if you remember how what we were telling you about the Aaron Rodgers deal, and look, I think, Bayer, you pay as much attention to it as anybody. One, you lost your quarterback in Russell Wilson. When I say you're, he's a big Seahawks fan if you're just, if you haven't heard Dan's work. Okay, plus he's from the state of Wisconsin. He knows everybody there. And he has his own weekend show as well as working with us and doing my show as well. And and so he knows what's going on. Like the narrative was from Green Bay, and you tell me if I'm wrong, guys. Season gets over. Aaron stayed a couple extra days in Green Bay, and the feeling was they had made plans. They wanted to integrate him into their plans for coaching staff hires, for personnel, and then obviously for a new reworked contract. Right. And then you fast forward, and we were it, it, it continued to build where people were like, I think Aaron Rodgers is staying, and one of the reasons I think he's staying is he's working with the front office, and they've been planning for the future, right? 
Okay, now Devontae Adams gets traded to the Raiders. And and for the record, I actually think it, potentially it's a great trade for the Packers and a terrible trade for the Raiders. I, I'll get to why in a second. Because it's, it's like the um, – uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, oh, he was with the Raiders. He's a great defensive player. Now he's with the Chargers. But he went to the Bears. Khalil Mack. Like, Khalil Mack. It's like the Khalil Mack trade in reverse, right? And, and because you're not just trading Devontae Adams, you're trading what Devontae Adams wants in his contract. And I know it's not what it was announced to be initially, but still, $20-something million per year for, for a wide receiver getting up on 30 years old. And you can say Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the league. I don't actually think you're going to get a ton of people who agree with that inside the league. He's very good. Okay, but he's not a burner. He, does, he misses a couple games a year. And he's not going to get faster as he gets older. And, oh, yeah, by the way, again, this is more in theory. In theory, you take all of that money and those draft picks and you reinvest it into the wide receiving pool, into the offensive line pool, and you'll be fine. Like, again, that's in theory. We'll see how it plays out for the Packers because it's not just you're not just getting the picks. You're getting the relief on your cap number. But when you see that, when you hear all of these things about Aaron Rodgers being part of the planning, then he gets a new contract. Then Devontae Adams is franchise tag, but then ultimately they trade him. And then Devontae Adams doesn't thank Aaron Rodgers specifically in his Instagram post. Tells you all you need to know about what happened in Green Bay. And again, I'm not sure it's the worst decision on earth. I think it may end up being a very smart decision. But it does feel kind of cold and calculated by Aaron Rodgers that he was like, hey, look, if there's only one torch... I'll keep it, and we'll vote Devontae off the island. It, it, have you ever, you guys watched Survivor? I, I told you guys, my son has watched every season of Survivor, and there's always that one critical scene where somebody turns on somebody in their alliance. That yes. feels like that's what happened here. Yep. Is that a good read, Byer? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yes, because you have those alliances for so long, and then you realize that your alliance, or the person in your alliance, is actually the biggest threat to you. Correct. So you have to do something about it. Here's what I've learned about people, and I have some really close friends in this business who I admire a great deal, and I think are, are good people. At the end of the day, 99.9% of us are survivalists at heart. And if it's him or me, it ain't going to be me. No and we'll doubt. say, right? And I think th- that's what Aaron, and I'm not like, this will sound like, well, you're being critical of Aaron Rodgers. Maybe. But like, if I'm Aaron Rodgers and somebody goes, hey, look, you could stay and make 50 million a year and have your own team. You don't have to move. You don't have to go to a new team. Still, you're, you're, you don't have to be the guy who leaves Green Bay or whatever. The only thing you got to sacrifice is like, we can't bring Devontae back at that money too. It just doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't work on the books. You know? I don't necessarily blame him. I don't think it's the worst thing on earth. Like, why do I have to move to Denver and then meet a bunch of new guys? When I, I got a set-up team here, I, I kind of get to call my shots. I'm the guy. They kiss my butt. They bring me in. They sign my wide receivers that I want. They do what I want now. But I, I, at the end of the day, most people, not everybody, there are, there, there are the very rare person that will sacrifice themselves. And, and like, look, I'll, I was, at, I was at, at CBS after my first year, and... I had one moment where it, it hadn't gone great, um, but I thought generally I did I exceeded anything that they thought in terms of bringing me in. I didn't know if they liked me, didn't like me. I didn't care. I had another friend whose contract was up at the place I had previously worked, 
And he called me. He's like, hey, man, can you help me out? I'm trying to, I'd love to work with you again. And we would be great together. And I had other friends like, dude, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, there's only, there's only, you know, you, you can't have more mouths to feed. It's a competitor. Why would you? And my thing has always been like, I don't care. Like, if you're good enough, you're good enough. I don't care. You know, fast forward six months later, he doesn't come over. He stays where he is. And then, you know, he, he acts like I wasn't a good teammate about it. That's that's not accurate. Like, but, you know, it's like if Troy Aikman, I have no doubt that Troy Aikman got the ESPN deal and then said like, hey, I want you to bring Joe Buck, take care of Joe Buck. But if they would have said like, hey, Troy, listen, here's the deal. We're going to pay you $20 million instead of 18 but that taps us out. We're out of the Joe Buck business. Do you think he would have gone like, nah, I can't do it. Can't do it. Maybe. But the, ver- the likelihood is what? 95, 98, 99% of the people? What do you think, Dan Byer? What would your, be your estimation? That yeah. at the end of the day, it is they do are about themselves. Yes. One of the first bits of advice I was given to in entering this profession was always look out for number one. Yeah, here's, I got one for you. Everybody hates everybody, just so you know. Sure. <laughs> That's that's my my buddy gave that to me. But he's like, you know, everybody hates everybody. It's like I don't hate everybody. Well, everybody hates you. Uh, what did I do wrong? It doesn't really matter. Just people. Everybody hates everybody. They'll find something you, they don't like and they'll use that, even though there's 50 million things that you did did they like. Okay. Yes, but yes. At the end of the day, take care of you. At the end of the day, everybody hates everybody. And I think that's what happened in Green Bay. I think that's why Devontae is ticked. That he thought he had an alliance with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was secretly aligned with the Green Bay Packers. Another thing, too, about this business, the old cliche about um, keep your uh, friends close, your enemies closer. I I think the people that have this business wired are the people that do just that. Like, they, they, they get the people that are most, the biggest threats in the building, and they, they cuddle up to them, but... They would stab them in the back at any given time. I've known dozens of people in this business that do that. And it's it's consistent with what you're saying, but keep your keep your enemies closest. Um Yeah, I mean I think that's a saying, but I don't know if that's actually I don't know if that actually works. I, I think it's just, you know, you build a network and you keep relationships and establish relationships because you just never know. You know, you treat everybody good. It's like it's like, that's my favorite thing about people who come at me on social media. Like, that's fine, but you can also, uh, uh, th- 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 that that's it's totally fine, but you can also ask anybody who's worked with me and they will tell you that it doesn't matter if you're a woman, a man, a black, white, Mexican, mixed race, it doesn't matter. I, I treat everybody the same. I treat everybody like crap and then it doesn't, doesn't actually affect me. Then everybody hates you, so it's not that big a deal. It's a joke. These are... <laughs> These are these are these are bad jokes. I don't know where where it turned exactly with the Devonte uh, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe this was brewing for a while, but remember it was it was strange when Aaron Rodgers early on, right after the season ended, was talking about how you know I, I need to see how thing how things play out with Devonte. He he said that a couple times, and then remember he once said once said that uh, you know there's this thing called the franchise tag, and I don't know if he was saying yeah. it in jest, but I'm thinking why is he talking about Devonte's money? That seems just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? You were saying, Dan? No, I just agree one million percent to what Jason was saying. When Rogers said that, uh, it was kind of out of nowhere. And Rogers even, I think, admitted in the piece. I'm sure it was to Pat McAfee 
because uh, it's usually the only time we hear from Rodgers, is that uh, he knew that he probably shouldn't be saying it, but he did anyway. Did you remember this? Do you remember this one um, last summer um, when he said it would be a dream to play with Derek Carr, I'm a Packer for now mm-hmm. until the point where uh, we make that decision. We'll see what happens. Like, look, Aaron Rodgers is not a perfect person, and he has been in some ways fairly and in some ways unfairly criticized by people who don't know him at all or don't know him really well. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you we're best friends or we were friends for a long time. There was a period of time in which we were we were friends. We were friendly. We have I have not communicated with him in a, in a while. Um, but one of the and I don't know if this is why we don't communicate anymore. If it's me or if it's just he's into the McAfee thing. I don't know what it is. But I do know that during my time as a friend with him, and then everything I've observed, he is a you're either all in. Or you're out, right? Can we all, do we all kind of agree on that, right? Like that, that's his thing. You're either all in on him and you're all about Aaron and every, like that's why he goes to Mac. Like McAfee never pushes back on the things that he says or things that he does. So you're either all in or you're out. Is that a buyer? Is that a, is sure. that a fair assumption? Sure. Okay. If you're all in on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers and, and I don't know if it's insecurity if it's confidence or if it's just like, hey, dude, what? If you're Aaron Rodgers and you're hiking Machu Picchu last summer with your ponytail and your beard and, you know, you got the peyote working and you look at your phone and like, did you guys see this quote? It would be a dream to play with Derek Carr. Like, how do you think that lands with Aaron Rodgers? How do you, how do you think that, that lands with Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Right? I mean, imagine if Rob Gronkowski was like, you know, it would be a dream to play with Dak Prescott. Like, how, what do you think? How do you think Tom, Tom Brady's like, excuse me? What? Like, bro, you retired, and I got you out of retirement, threw you the ball in the Super Bowl, won you another ring. Like, that ain't how we, how we go. I would guess that the beginning of the end of their relationship was that quote. Because Aaron wants, Aaron is a guy who, you want to talk about a guy who wants loyalty. He wants people that are 100% loyal. Making dreams come true is Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Making dreams come true. Oh, oh, you, you dreamed about playing with Derek Carr. We can make that happen. We can make that happen. Sure. Why not? Why not? Uh, We'll get to the, the Browns and their decision, which I think is the riskiest decision in the NFL. Um, plus, did you see what LeBron James did over the weekend? We'll get to that upcoming next. Real credit card questions require real people. Someone who understands your issues works with you to resolve them. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7 Discover Exceptionally Common Sense. LeBron James hit another milestone this weekend, but his team lost again. What do we make of the milestone? I'll tell you next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. So LeBron James, um, he moved past Carl Malone in the all-time scoring list, his second all-time. Um, take a listen. 
separate the fact that um, we weren't able to get this win, you know, with me accomplishing that because at the end of the day, you know, all I care about is wins and losses. And, um, you know, obviously at some point I'll be able to look back and look back at this moment. But right now the feeling I have, I can't separate it. Okay, so I, I guess here's, here's the question I would have for you guys is the critique of LeBron James is that at some point in the season he realized this was a lost year, so he's just going to go and try and score because even though it's a lost year, at least he gets a milestone. Do you believe, Jason Stewart, do you believe that to be the case? Uh, it sure looks like it, yeah. And I, and I think the story of the NBA season is how the Lakers – we're so delinquent in coming up with the right support system for this team. Um, but yes, you're right. I agree with you. What do you mean support system? Um, they lose Wait. Anthony Davis and they completely fall apart and they're a disaster. And yes, I'll blame. What, what were they? Russell what were they supposed? What were they supposed to do? They were supposed to be a winning team or at least stay above water. No, no, I, I, I understand. But guy. what you're saying, they they didn't. What was the what was the term that delinquent you and not not coming up with a supporting it's cast? It's a great it's a great sentence. It sounds really. <laughs> I just want to. I'm challenging the accuracy of it. So like Anthony Davis goes down. What were they supposed to do? I think that they were supposed to have a team that would support that. That would support losing him. Yeah, at least to, to stay be above they are, water. But like, did you? I mean, I don't like the construct of this team. There's no question. Yeah. Um. But that that doesn't mean – like, again, I don't know if they were delinquent in providing the support system for when he went down. You lose your star player. You lose your most talented player, considering where he is age-wise, and you're not going to be the same. And I don't think they were that good to begin with. And then I also think that they didn't put – they didn't build a great team. I mean, look, you could, put, you could point to the um, Denver Nuggets – Right. They're still playing without Jamal Murray. He's playing in the G League now. He went down with an ACL. He hasn't played all year. Right, Their best player, Jokic, at, at his peak, in his prime. So if he's LeBron, right, he's able to carry his team. LeBron isn't able to carry his team. right? And they don't have their, their, their co-star. And we would both agree that Denver is better constructed. Yep. Right? Okay. okay. All right, he played at Platteville. Played okay. for Bo Ryan yeah. Platteville. That's D three, but they were national champions or uh, you know close to, and uh, uh, anyway, so there's that's Eric Conkle. Good, good stuff. Uh, Rick Buecher, who played uh, people don't know he he's a Dartmouth Ivy League guy. So arrogant these Ivy League soccer guys, just unbelievable. <laughs> Ivy, uh, Ivy League. Um, Snug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Do you, is like Le- LeBron. I don't know. I'm sure you heard the sound right where he passes. He passes Carl Malone. He's like, I can't even focus on that right now because we lost the game. Yeah. Are you rolling your eyes when you hear that? It is. I guess the here's the question. The question is, is it fair to wonder if he's checked out in the season and his way of motivating himself is, let me just see, let me just at least make it so that I can put some numbers up and so people don't say it was my fault. I'm just going to go for records now. Yeah. I thought – I thought that was understood. Not, but that's not what he's. But that's that not that again. That's not what he said. On. He's trying to say know, quite the opposite. But, uh, I know. I mean, I know, Doug. But how many times does LeBron say one thing and then do another and say, "No, you misunderstood what I said," or whatever it may be? This is this is my biggest issue: is that LeBron just be straight with us. Like I'm actually okay looking at the mess that this team is looking that 
these guys have all decided, you know, we came here for one reason, at least the veterans, and thinking that we could hitch our wagon to LeBron and make a run at a ring that Carmelo and Russ never uh, had never gotten. And as soon as they saw that that was not going to happen, everybody kind of gave up the ghost. And LeBron did too. And LeBron is like, well, I, I might as well go see if I can, you know, how fast I can pass Carl Malone and get to Kareem and uh, see what, I, let's, let's, let me show off my, my new mid range jumper and I'm going to shoot threes. Like I don't have, honestly, I don't have a problem with it. If he doesn't think that he can be the playmaker and defender and all the things that he needs to be, to be of maximum of, to get the maximum out of his team, okay, LeBron, you've been around this game. Uh, you know your team better than I do. If that's what you decide, that's fine. But don't, like, don't keep doing one thing and then tell me, like, I'm just, it's all about trying to win or lose. Because, dude, you averaging 30 is not the best way for this team to get closer to wins and losses. That has been demonstrated over and over. And if you look at the makeup of the team, it makes perfect sense. You've got, you've got enough guys who can score. You need somebody who can make plays. And you need somebody who's going to inspire everybody to play some modicum of defense. And LeBron has done none of that. So, don't, I, like, he can say whatever he wants. But I just thought it was understood. He's, he's chasing the scoring record. And why not, since there's nothing else to chase? Are they going to make the, the Are they going to make the playoffs? Yeah, they'll make. They'll be. They'll be the tenth seed, and which means that they'll have to win two road games to make the actual playoffs. And I don't see that happening. Uh, we, we their record is nine and whatever on the road, nine and twenty-two, something like that, on the road. Um, they 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 don't play defense. If they don't play defense anywhere, they certainly don't play it on the road. Uh, they're they're they've been exposed in terms of by young athletic teams losing to teams like the Houston Rockets. Um, that's what they're going to face uh, in in the play-in. So uh, excited uh, teams that are you know making the playoffs is still makes their season. Uh, young athletic teams like that playing them on the road in their building that's not a recipe for success when it comes to the Lakers. The uh, the Warriors, on the other hand, they lost yesterday to the Spurs. You know, weird yeah. kind of crazy sort of game. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, like you know, I don't know how many people Steph didn't play. Um, but but and I thought I thought Clay was better than he had been. Where are they in terms of how close are they to to the peak that they want to be to compete for a title? Uh, they're not. I mean, they they saw a glimpse of it uh, when they had those guys together for a hot second, but the fact is that they need all three of those guys and Andre Iguodala to be healthy and close to their maximum capability. And then they're going to need two or three of the guys that have never vied for a championship or come close to it, the Jordan Pools and the Andrew Wiggins, to play at their well, to play at a level that we've never seen them play before because they're going to have to do it in the crucible of the playoffs. And that's all of that has to happen for them to contend for a title and have a chance of knocking off the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference. And as of right now, it doesn't look like they're going to be that, which was always my concern with Clay and with Steph 
and Draymond and Andre. We we look at those at those names and the band is back together and everybody was expecting them to pick up right where they left off the last time they were all together. And I'm like, it's three, four years later and they're three, four years older and they've got three, four more years of tread taken off of their tires. Like the, the injury fat, they've all suffered major injuries at this point. It, it, the idea that they're going to get back to 2016 is just not realistic. And but, you know, you give them a puncher's chance of doing it, but, the, but it was more likely than not that they weren't. And as of right now, it's trending toward they're not. They'll, they'll still be a tough out, but that they'll, there's no way that they should be considered anything close to the favorite in the Western Conference. All right, uh, Jamal Murray in the G League. Are the, the Nuggets a team that we should pay more attention to? No, I don't. I don't with or without Jamal Murray, I, I, don't, I don't think, think they take – a significant leap forward uh, and everything that all the indications are. I mean, it's a little bit like a number of these guys, you know, Brooklyn hanging out, you know, when Ben, ben Simmons gets back, like you get them back on the floor and suddenly it's go time. Like you got to ramp up to being in game shape and then being in playoff shape and, yeah. and, and then having the endurance. Cause we see these guys all the time. I think we saw it with clay. Like you come back your first, game your second game kind of running on adrenaline no then you, hit, then you hit then you hit a wall your your body's all yeah. locked up you almost yeah. need more time yeah. off right because yeah yeah and then you got to come back you got to kind of come back through that cycle and get you know back to a place where you can play consistently like that's what jamal murray is going to have to do that's what ben simmons is going to have to do and uh and i just don't think there's enough time for those guys physically to just them them individually getting to where they need to be to be influences or impactful, much less integrating them into the in, in, into the whole framework and fabric of the team. Um, Jason Tatum has decided to become what the best scorer in the league here last month. He's just like <laughs> now, now all of a sudden I'll live up to all the shots I took the first half of the year. God, just such a tease, man. I mean, I feel like I've seen this before, and I'm gun shy now. I'm I've, I'm gun shy to jump on board. I I um because I've seen it and then I've seen it go away and I can't explain why it went away. It wasn't an injury. I, I can't, I can't tell you. I, I just, that's, that's what makes me uncertain. Um, I, I would, and I was surprised cause I think it was, was it January of last year or two years ago that he suddenly like, he started off slow and then he just house on fire. And you're like, man, I've never seen this Jason Tatum before. I feel like we kind of ran into the same thing this year, and I can't I can't tell you why, and I haven't explored this yet with people as to why, but it's why I'm I like I need to see it sustained. I need to see it st- come and stay and not go away again. Until I do, uh, I'm not going to buy that this is the Jason Tatum we're going to see going forward, or that we're even going to see this Jason Tatum in the playoffs. Well, it's a right now it's a standoff in New York between the mayor. And the Nets, right? The Nets played at home tonight yeah. against Utah. And if people haven't been paying attention, that's fine. They won five out of six. Uh, Kyrie, in their last road game, they could play, and he had 60 against the Magic. Six, like, yeah. legit 60. I mean, he's ridiculous. Um, I, don't, I don't think it matters now, but at April 10th, the last game of the season, what's the growing thought in the league? Is he going to be able to play these home games in the playoffs? I haven't heard that to this point. 
I mean, it would be anybody's guess, but I, you know, I, and I thought this when it was first, you know, the first, the mayor first indicated, hey, you know, we may have to revise our thinking, but we're going to follow the CDC. We're going to follow protocol. And everybody got all excited in Brooklyn, Kyrie, like this is going to happen tomorrow. Um, has anybody paid attention to how our government works? Has anybody, paid, first of all, you never win against the government. And two, it never moves expediently. It, that never happens. So, no, I would not. I mean, if I'm a betting man, I'm betting against it because that's what all my experiences with, whether it's the DMV or the IRS <laughs> or the CDC, which I think technically is not a government uh, office. But that said, uh, the obviously the New York mayor's office is. And they're taking their direction from the CDC. So, no, I, I don't. And, and really, honestly, it, it doesn't matter. You can get Kyrie back uh, tomorrow, and he can play the rest of the games. If you don't have Ben Simmons healthy, in condition, ready to play, uh, the Brooklyn Nets don't have enough to, to win a championship. So, what, so what's his story? What's the, what's the real story there? It's, the real story is the reason that, that, that Steve Nash and the Nets are kind of circumspect and, and – don't really like having to answer questions about the status of Ben Simmons is because Ben Simmons isn't working out or, or working with what I've been told uh, the Nets doctors or, or in rehabbing in their facility. So they genuinely don't know where he is. They get information. He had an epidural. Okay, great. What does that mean? Uh, you know, we'll keep you, we'll keep you informed. So that's why they're in an uncomfortable place. I'll just say this. Guy hasn't played all year. He's getting an epidural. He can't train. He can't practice. He can't train. He can't like he can't even just work on his shot on the court. The little bit that we saw him with Kyle Korver the other day can't do any of that. So uh, I would at this point I would just say do not expect Ben Simmons to play this season any more than you would expect Zion Williamson to play this wow. season. And then the Pelicans just announced Zion Williamson won't play the rest of the year. They got they get a lemon. Right. They they traded for a lemon. They, they got they got a, yep. they got a, they got a limit. Rick Buecher, uh, Fox Sports Radio and Fox Sports One NBA Insider. Buecher, you're the best, bro. Thanks for joining us. You got it, Doug. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works with you to resolve them. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available twenty four seven. Discover exceptionally common sense. Another tw- another quarterback uh, needy team in the NFL has found their man. Who is it? Find out next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we'd like to get you updated on the stories of the day. We do so by getting to the press. The Press. The Press is brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their business. And for us weekend Joes, Hustler Turf also has a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. Dan Byer, what do you got? Byer, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, Doug, on the heels of Matt Ryan being traded by the... Falcons to the Indianapolis Colts. Falcons made quick work and signed Marcus Mariota to a two-year deal. Roger that. Um, that. That's interesting to me, right? It's not interesting from the standpoint of 
you have a head coach that previously worked with Marcus Mariota, should have seen it coming. But more interesting that Atlanta, this couldn't have been part of their plan. And I think this is they poisoned the well by reaching out to Deshaun Watson. That's really what happened. In other quarterbacking news, Jameis Winston signing a two-year deal to return to the Saints worth a reported $28 million, $21 million guaranteed, according to the NFL Network. Um, Look, I I still think we don't know. We don't know what he looks like with the Saints, you know, fully healthy and what their potential, what their upside is. Like, how how big a drop-off is it going to be without Sean Payton? Because they, you know, look at that division. We can say Tom Brady's back, but it wasn't like Tampa was trending in the right direction. Atlanta, it doesn't look like they'll take a jump this year. Carolina, we don't know if it's going to be Sam Darnold. Like, there's still a window there for the Saints. And Jameis, he looked pretty good before he got hurt. So I'm, I'm fascinated to see what that looks like. An interesting development in the world of golf. It's been pointed out that the master site, Doug, lists Phil Mickelson as a former champion not playing in the event. Now, there had been no official announcement from Mickelson on whether he would tee it up in the Masters or not. Remember, he said he was going to take a leave from the game following his comments about the Saudi Golf League and the PGA Tour. There are rumors that Mickelson was given a suspension, but the PGA Tour does not make those things public. However, Phil Mickelson, a three-time former champion at Augusta National, Apparently, we'll not be teeing it up in a couple of weeks at Augusta. That's interesting. Yes. The, the Phil thing, like, um, I guess I kind of, you kind of see it coming. Like, I always thought maybe it'd be the gambling thing, which would be the end of him. Um, but, I mean, th- think about what's happened to the two greatest golfers of our lifetime, Right. Because I wouldn't consider Jack of our lifetime because, Bayer, you're no. younger than me. Yes, right? That's correct. not of our lifetime. Correct. Of our lifetime, Tiger Woods is the greatest, and Phil Mickelson's the second greatest golfer. Is that is that fair? Am I speaking out of turn? No. Uh, no. Accomplished. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Right. And so Tiger was disgraced and now kind of beloved, but it's it's been a, there's a little bit of a, a sympathy yeah. more than empathy. It's complete role reversal. Yeah. Well, I should say complete, but it's a role reversal. Right. Whereas Phil, who Phil, who guys in the tour for a long time didn't like, but he kind of came like America's golfer, like country club guy, loved Phil. Now Phil's kind of persona non grata. This, this whole thing is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it really really is. And we thought that when he was taking that leave that maybe we would see him and he'd be making his comments. But again, we don't know if it's part of a suspension. We don't know if it's Phil choosing to not play. We don't know if it's the Masters. But Bob Herrig of SI.com was the, one, uh, the first one that I saw that had that information. How about these notes from the NBA, Doug? Uh, Damian Lillard, done for the year. Blazers not going to bring him back. Uh, they're on the outside looking into the playing tournament, but no Dame time anymore for Portland this season. Um, it It is past time. It's Dame, Dame over. Time. Dame over. Dame over. Dame over. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the athletic report, Zion Williamson. Ooh, can, I, can I do that? Can I use that on Twitter? Do I have to credit you? <laughs> well, really, really uh, good. Uh, I'll credit you. I'll credit you. I'll credit you. Uh, the athletic says Zion Williamson's not going to play this year for the Pelicans. They could uh, be in the play. You got a clever one for that one? No, I used all my uh, goodwill on Dame over. Oh, and uh, uh, Clippers head coach Ty Lu says that. They could get Paul George back for the playoffs and that he wouldn't need to play in regular season games uh, for him to be available in the postseason. 
Who's that? Uh, Paul George for the Clippers. So he could play some post. Yeah, yeah. With you wouldn't need uh, any any regular season go. games if doctors clear him. That's what Ty Lue was. You know, a bunch of hypothetical scenarios I think being brought up today. But he said, yeah, it wouldn't be. Uh, That's a really good line. That's a really good. Dame over. I oh, like that. Thank you. I gave you the shout out as oh, well. Oh, I appreciate One, that. I'll, I'll take a look. <laughs> um, no James Harden or Joel Embiid tonight against the Heat uh, for the Sixers. They played in yesterday's loss to the Raptors. And a couple of coaching hires, Murray State, uh, Murray State's Matt McMahon going to LSU. Kevin Willard leaving Seton Hall for Maryland. And Sean Miller back at uh, Xavier. Yeah. Right? Jerome Tang going to Kansas State as well. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Stug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. The press is brought to you by Hustler Turf. The brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawn mowers run their businesses. And for his weekend shows, Hustler Turf is a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. Uh, annoying bracket guy. Okay. Have yourself, enjoy yourself a day. But if you picked sinks, uh St. Peter's, it was as a gag. There's no way you knew, right? There's just no way you knew. No way. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. 